Hello? You know who this is. What's up, Black Man? What's going on, dude? Not much, man. Not much. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I heard you're going to be back in good old Chicago. Heck yeah, dude. I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be there real soon. And you happen to come on the weekend. I am going to be gone. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to take personal offense to that, or at least I'm going to try. <laughs> you know I didn't leave because of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I am literally talking to you right now from a recording studio I built in a closet using a bunch of pillows um, at a radio residency out in Lake Forest for Third Coast. So, Oh, wow. So, obviously, I can't record open-ended this week, and I think you're going to no. take over. Yeah, I got you, dude. I got you. Me and Cher are going to hold it down. All right. Better not let the shit burn down. We won't. We won't. Uh, you have fun in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Open Ended Podcast, where two best friends talk about sex, culture, and side effects. I'm sure Vincent, and I am sitting here with not James. James decided to head over to the Third Coast residency this past week and has left me high and dry. So I had to go fend for myself and find somebody to fill that seat. And I found somebody that is kind of part of me and James's origin story. Philip Michael Scales, just like my mama. A musician, mostly. So uh, I sing, uh, I'm a singer-songwriter, and I write really personal songs. And now uh, I think personal songs have to come from a person. I don't remember starting to sing. I remember just always singing. And so that was always a part of me. And then I remember being little and, like, making a parody to, like, Wild Thing. Um, <laughs> and I think it was, like, Roadkill. <laughs> Down, down, watch animals gut spill. Like, whatever, whatever stupid little kid thing. So I think that, like, it was just kind of a marriage of the two of them that, like, this was an expression that I could get out on my own. And then I think once you marry those chords to the melodies and all that stuff, you know, you just create a space. It's just another layer to sort of convey your idea. Not having the band was sort of easier because it started with no band. Or it started with me hiring people just to like play on it, and that was cool. And then it like became a band when I had regular players on it. And then like keeping those regular players around was kind of tough. And then I moved, and then it was just like way easier to tour with just me. And then I started realizing how much I love doing my live show just with acoustic guitar because I can change directions when I need to. I can improv on the spot i can cut a song if i'm not feeling it and just like play something else like it's it's been very freeing to be able to do that plus if i'm on the road it's a lot easier to just be like hey i'm a solo musician traveling through town like oh step on my couch totally you're not like you know having to accommodate like for five other people ten of my smelly friends or five of my smelly friends need a place to crash I was in Barnes and Noble. I was living in Detroit, and I was there was around Christmas time, and there was an episode or a, a, a issue of American Songwriter, and it was the LA issue, and it had Ryan Adams on the cover playing a pinball machine, and it just started talking about all the venues and the haunts and all that stuff, and I was like, hmm, interesting. 
I want to move to L.A. Like something in me was just like, I want to move to L.A. And so then I started recording with my buddy, one of my best friends from college who was in a band with me. Uh, and he was like, oh, just come out and we'll record some stuff. So we, he came out. I went out. I recorded some stuff. And I was like, wow. And that was like maybe April, May. And then I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. I kind of like it here. And then um, after that, uh, yeah, after that, I was just kind of like, ah, should I move? Should I not move? Should I move? Should I not move? And I was going to move to Nashville, actually, because I was like, it's closer, it's cheaper, whatever. And then I just realized I had, like, really good friends out in L.A. and, like, why not give it a chance? So. The song I am tentatively naming The Ballad of L.A. I left the Midwest just to see what I could be In a land where giving and keeping your word A completely different thing Homesick for an L train Or a bus full of strangers that speak Gotta give it some time might just be me I got a fair weathered lover though it's always 70 she kisses with her eyes wide open can't miss the next best thing my best friend said a six pack and a sunset might do me good But nobody jaywalks in Hollywood They see right through me They weaponize beauty I never stood a chance and God knows just how long I'll last some kind of comfort in a town that moves this fast where everything's changing and only stays still in photographs last night you were winning but today nobody cares try not to forget reason you're there just never forget the reason you're there it's been good it's been up and down it's been sort of all around and crazy um it's been good overall i think that the coolest thing to me about la is the fact that everything moves so fast that's interesting i I actually never really heard that about la as far as like I guess attitude maybe is kind of a little bit chiller. I guess in terms of like opportunities, those last minute gigs or somebody calls you and like, Hey, we want you to record a, you know, a children's song for this like mini movie series thing or whatever. And you're like, shit, awesome. Let's do it. A lot of people are like, Oh, let's songwrite for other people. Let's songwrite for other people. And it's cool, but it's a lot of front end work. Um, in terms of like, and I love meeting up with people and like sort of like hearing their thoughts and like, oh man, maybe I should, why don't you put this on here and like whatever. But like as far as like, hey, let's meet up and write. Hey, let's meet up and write. It's like a huge networking thing. But also for me, it seems like if you're looking at your end goal, like there's so much front end work of like meeting up with people, writing the song, like getting the credit and blah, 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 blah. And then hoping your song gets put 
on an album or hoping that like it gets used and all that stuff. So for me, as a musician, as what I want to do, I mean, don't quote me on it. That's how I feel on June 18th. But it just seemed like it was kind of antithetical to what I... It didn't seem like the most direct path to sort of what I wanted to do. There's so much more conversation left with Philip Michael, but we have to take a brief break because uh, we got to pay some bills. So we'll be right back after our sponsors. For listeners of the Open Ended Podcast, Warby Parker is offering a free five-day home try-on to give you the opportunity to check out their glasses. So I love Warby Parker. I love their designs. Unfortunately, my face doesn't really fit their designs, which is okay. I guess that's more of a neat problem, but I think they're really fantastic, and you should uh, give them a try. And to get your home try-on today, you can go to warbyparkertrial.com slash postloudness to let us know that you came from us. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash postloudness for your five-day home try-on. This episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Active Campaign. Active Campaign is a one-stop marketing and sales platform for businesses of all sizes, crafted right here in Chicago. Active Campaign helps businesses grow bigger, faster with email marketing and marketing automation. You can create sophisticated automated follow-up, you can send email triggers by behavior, and you can send personalized campaigns to treat customers as unique. And you can be a part of it because Active Campaign is hiring for customer service, design, development, marketing, sales, and support positions. If you are interested in advancing your career and working for a fast-growing Chicagoland tech company, take a look at their open positions on activecampaign.com slash about. And with competitive salary and benefits like delicious catered lunches, paid transportation, amazing insurance for OIK matching, you can't pass opportunity up. So you should go to activecampaign.com slash about to apply. And thank you again to Active Campaign for supporting Open Ended and Post Loudness. Now, back to the show. I didn't really feel any type of way about like race in terms of singer-songwriters, but I just feel like it was like a very specific category of like some dude with his guitar like spouting feelings. Like, <laughs> You know, and people were kind of like, okay, we're over it. It's not like, you know, it's not like a great, like, to me, Bill Withers was a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he, he I mean, oof, oof. I get chills thinking about it. <laughs> uh, in terms of Black Lives Matter, um, I'm 30, uh, and I feel as though growing up in the situation I grew up in, which was predominantly white, there were a lot of, I mean, I had my family around, but predominantly the schools I went to were mostly white and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I didn't really know where I fit in, where my race fit in with me. And as an adult or as I went to college, I kind of was blessed and cursed in certain ways because when I was in high school, middle school, whatever, it was a very like open, emotionally intelligent environment where we all talked about race and it was very, we are the world and it was very like open discussion, blah, 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 blah. Great. So you didn't really have to think about race because not a lot of like racist stuff sort of happened in high school or in middle school. And then I went to college and it was a music school. So there was like everyone from everywhere in the world and everybody was kind of just like all, you know, everybody was all there. And so I didn't really think about 
my race all that much. And then I kind of got out, got into college or got out of college into Chicago. And I, I felt like, you know, there'd just be weird things that would start to happen. And then there were weird things that I kind of like had to explain to people or, or whatever. So I kind of ended up in this weird line because before blackness had sort of been defined culturally as, you know, you could be Tupac or you could be Carlton. You know, there wasn't really like a firm. And then as, as Kanye West comes out, as Outcast comes out, um, and now, you know, even more than ever, you know, like uh, Donald Glover, you know, it's a very, or Childish Gambino, that was a very like sort of opening the conversation of what blackness could be and all that sort of stuff. And so now I guess it all sort of seems like a fever pitch once they started killing black kids that we as a culture, no matter whether we identified as hood or whatever, or boot, like, you know, however you just, you wherever your blackness came from, you knew that it didn't matter. You know, if we all look the same to the cops, we're, we're all black. Uh, I wrote a song called Brother Brother about it. Oh my God, we're dying. No one wishes more than me. This were just hyperbole, oh God. I shouldn't be scared to sing this song, but half the world will take it wrong. Tell me nothing's going on, but brother, brother, there's far too many of us dying. Oh my God, it's awfully hard to ignore the news when the footage looks like you. It sounds insane to the untrained, but I've been here 28 years and it's boot camp every day since I don't have the luxury of knowing that it won't be me do I talk white with skinny jeans who knew my skin was so scary oh god oh god Okay, I did not know this until, like, almost before you left Chicago. Yeah, I I never knew this until, uh, I guess, I think I saw it online, like, wait, what? How did I miss this? You can't just be like, hey, everybody, my uncle's B.B. King. See how weird that is? It's (laughs) fucking weird. That's just a weird thing to do. Like, I mean, if it's it's topical, then do it. But if not, you know, whatever. And uh, I think when I was, when he was alive, I think for a while it was like, it wasn't awkward. 
but it was just a very, mm, I guess sometimes it felt prying. Oh, how's your uncle? Like, and I know people met it well and all that sort of stuff. And everybody had a story about like the time they met him or whatever. And that's great. I'm, and, and now those stories mean even more to me. Sure. Um, but I guess like then it was like kind of like a, okay, like where are we standing? But now that he's passed away, it feels so much more part of my story. Like losing him is now a part of my story. He's always been a part of my story, but losing him was a part of my story. The stakes got raised, the, the move to LA. Cause I was in LA when I found out I was recording there and I was on the fence about moving there. And I was like, what? Like he would have told me to go big. You know, he would have told me to just do it. He, there's a, a interview he did and it was like back in the back in the day, like when like his hair was like fried, dyed and laid to the side. Nice. The like, what are your musical goals, Mr. King? And he was just like, play the best that I can reach as many people as can, as many countries. In other words, I'd like the whole world to be able to hear B.B. King sing and play the blues. Thank you so much, Philip Michael, for coming through. Um, how can the listeners who are now falling in love with you, how can they find you on the interwebs? They can go to philip-michael, or philip-michael, I guess. People don't know what a hyphen is unless there's one in their name. But www.philipmichael.net. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Philip M. Scales. And uh, yeah, come come hang out. Come listen to my podcast, The Company You Keep. And uh, yeah, I would love to see you at a show. Excellent. Thanks, Philip Michael. Thank you. So James is not here to tell me it's open call time, but it's open call time. Open call. It is open call time. So, Philip Michael, what what are you feeling this week? Ooh, this week? This week I'm feeling this open-ended podcast. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, I rewatched Lemonade. That was real cool. Oh I know. It's good. It's I saw good. that on vinyl the other, like yesterday, and I almost bought it. I think I might actually buy it, because I, I, I didn't know, even know it was on vinyl or even physical form. Damn. And I was like, what? And I was looking at it a little too long. There you go. So I may have to cop that. You should. Mm. Chance 3 is real good. It really it's is. Real good. Real good. Um, I'm digging on going home to see my family. Oh, uh, nice. Tomorrow. I haven't seen them since Christmas. So. <gasps> Shit, that's yeah, a long time. It is. Especially when I lived in Chicago, it'd be like, oh, okay, get on the train, get on the bus, get the right. car, and go see your family. But like now I'm like. It's like an event. It's an event, yeah. I'm going to be an uncle. I'm digging on that. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Hey, oh, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just digging on digging on life right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's a book called uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's a pretty bright yellow book, and, you know, it's like a anti-self-help book for self-helpers. I don't know. It was a really good book. She's Ooh, very, like... I'm into that. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's an amazing book. I couldn't recommend it more to anyone else, because it's, like, kind of from this perspective of this woman who was, like, 40 and not... Like, she was like, I know I kick ass. I know I'm an awesome person, but, like... Why does my life not look like a real like like why does my life not look like it wants to? And so she kind of goes through a bunch of stuff and like letting go of resentment and letting go of all this other stuff, but she puts it in terms that are less like, you know, ear rubby, like woosai, like oh, blah blah blah, and like more in terms of like, you know, in order to kick ass, one must lift up their foot first. 
you know, like mm. that kind of vibe and like very like I mean, speak you can, on it. You know, she speaks on it. So it's been it, it, was, it was it's one of my favorite uh, books that kind of gets you to get up and go. Awesome. Um, so what I'm filming this week is last night I went to this really great event by um, our friend, friends of the show, Ergo. Um, they were a podcast in Chicago, and Posadas was helping them produce one of their um, live shows they did in Hyde Park. And it was so great. There were so many woke white folks there, and it was just like, okay, they exist. Awesome. And I was just... I felt really good. It was good poetry, good music, good vibes, really, really pretty people in Hyde Park. And it was just summer and it was great. And I saw some friends and it was fantastic. So uh, shout out to Ergo, shout out to Daniel and Damon. They are the tits. You guys checking them out. And uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling this week. Uh, uh, it's All so right. good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Take Love care. You. Let me know if you need anything else from me. Will do. Please. Bye. Just never forget the reason you're there. Awesome. Cool, man. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. That was episode 59. Holy shit. We, I know James is not here, but like we keep, I keep on doing it. James, he is here in spirit, but you know, it's wild. 59 episodes. I'm really happy that we were continuing doing this thing. This ship keeps on moving. But I would like to give a shout out to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for letting us be a part of their network. And if you want to listen to more CPC shows, you should listen to Friendshipping, which is Jen and Trent, and they talk about all of your questions about friendships in general. You can go to friendshipping.net to learn more. Um, I want to give a thanks to Cards Against Humanity for their space. And thank you for the guys for being, you know, really awesome people. This episode is produced by James T. Green. Outdoor oversight by me, Cher Vincent. Music by U plus one F60C, which is James' musical side projects. You can rate us on iTunes. You can re- recommend us on Overcast. And you can be the needle and thread to our stitch on the stitcher. You can donate and become a member at openended.fm slash donate for one-time donations, or you can go to Patreon and become a member starting at $1 a month at patreon.com slash open-ended. And open up segment should be back next week, but that all depends on you guys. So you should go to ask.fm slash open-ended.fm and uh, go to our ask hole. You know, bring some some questions, some fire questions, because we want to answer them, please. Or use the hashtag on Twitter, ask open ended. And if you have any feedback, um, we take only the feedback. I and mean, if you don't like us, that's fine. We all make, you know, bad decisions. But you can go to open ended FM slash contact. You can email us at the open ended podcast gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at open ended FM. Again, thank you so much, Michael, for coming in. We don't have a guest next week. I don't think we do. We might. No, actually, don't. I lied. We don't have a guest next week. But it's going to be me and James. So bring in those questions. We really need to bring Open Up back. Like, it's been a hot minute. I think nine episodes ago was the last time we had Open Up. So that is shame on you listeners. You need to get it together. So until next time. What's going on? I was probably drunk. Keep things open-ended. And also, we're sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid ah! with capsule force.
an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. Visit capsuleforce.com for more information. As ever, this is a Post Loudness production. Post Loudness is a collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and queer identified hosts. You can learn more about Post Loudness at postloudness.com. Post Loudness. Audio.